Hello and welcome to the SBC podcast. I'm so glad you tuned in. Well, I'm Tyra and I'll be your host for today's episode. So today I want to talk about a very interesting, uh, very talked about and as well as a controversial subject within Christianity, within the Christian law. So today we want to talk about grace. So we want to get into what grace is and as well as dive into its controversies, debunking the myths, the misconception. But above all, I believe we're going to get somewhere into a place where we understand grace so much that we are able to reap its benefits and what it means for us as Christians. So y'all stay tuned till the end of this episode. Well, so first thing is we'd like to get into what grace is, the definition of what grace is. So basically, if we go back to the ancient text, to the ancient language, the ancient Hebrew, the very basic conclusion that we get to when it comes to what grace is, the definition of grace is that grace is the unmerited or the unaimed or the undeserved favor of God. It is the unmerited, the unaimed, the undeserved favor of God. So what grace basically means is that it's God showing his kindness, showing his goodness, regardless of any action, regardless of what someone has to do. To deserve that goodness. So it's like a goodness that is not coming based off what somebody did to attain or to aim that goodness or to deserve being treated in that way. And in my perspective, this is like a, a rule that's, 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 that's held within a lot of Christians in different denominations, different sects within Christianity. Like, there is no disagreement with that. There is like a, a, a baseline of agreement when it comes to what grace means. But from there, when we move from there, that's like where we, there starts to be some questions, there starts to be some myths, there starts to be like some uncertainty pertaining to what this grace then does and what it means. For example, you know, people would then be wondering, like, okay, fine, this is unmerited favor. So, then does it mean then that grace counters off my actions? Does it mean then then that grace counters off responsibility? It counters off justice. It counters off, you know, just the essence of my actions. Since we are saying grace is God blessing me. Not based on what I do, but him blessing me just based on who he is because he is love. So does it mean then that my actions no longer matter, they're no longer considered? And well, before we like uh, getting deep into, in, into that, because we're going to talk about that, because I believe when we touch the subject, that's when we do a very interesting points of discussion like uh, hyper grace 
extreme grace like all these things that we hear being talked about so let's 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 just get into the bible real quick let's let's i feel at this point we need to get into the scriptures so romans chapter number six verse number one it says what shall we say then shall we continue in sin that grace may abound then verse 2 goes on to say god forbid how shall we that are dead to sin live any longer therein so what i love about this verse so much is you know basically the whole book of romans is like poor you know getting so deep he like he like goes deep into what grace is if you really like uh study the book of romans and i love this because it gets to a certain point to a certain section where he asks he asks himself what, what shall we say okay what shall we say after we have defined grace this much after we've talked about grace this hard what what shall we say shall we continue in sin that grace may abound mm. and what, what i love about this is that he goes on to answer himself he answers himself so it's like he's been talking about grace so much he's been going on in deep with grace so much that he he understands you know from chapter one to chapter to this beginning of chapter six he understands at this point you know with the way that he has been talking about grace in chapter one chapter two chapter three he understands in chapter six now that people are going to beginning to question like i was saying earlier that people are beginning to question now that okay fine you know with this grace then does it mean that grace counters of actions but what i love about this is that he says god forbid mm. god forbid how shall we that are dead to sin live any longer there so we can go deep into the scripture we can go deep into this reply but the first thing that's obvious and the first thing that is being communicated in the scripture is that by no means does grace counter off your actions it's by no means that uh grace gives you a, a runway a license to live in sin it's by no means that if you sin more that more grace comes to you it's by no means because he begins by saying god forbid god forbid that 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 should be but also i love this because he say how shall we that are dead to sin live any longer there which means that grace is the same grace that has redeemed us from sin it's the same grace that has given us salvation is the same grace that has saved us from sin so how can we after being saved by sin go back to sin or how shall we after we have been redeemed from sin still yearn still desire still have longings to go back to sin he says he says god forbid god forbid that that should be god forbid that you have been redeemed then you still desire and you still long for sin and the scripture that, that shows what i'm talking about that we have been saved by grace Ephesians chapter number 2 
verse number eight. He says, for by grace ye are saved through faith. And that not of yourselves, but it is the gift of God. Mm, amazing. For by grace ye are saved through faith. And that not of yourselves, it is the gift of God. So what I love about this is that it's saying that salvation is a gift and this salvation is by grace and grace is a gift. Then verse number nine, it says, not of works, lest any man should boast. Mm. Not of works, lest any man should boast. So right here we understand that grace is for the glory of God. God does things by grace for his glory. Because if it was by works, if it, by, if it was by someone doing something to deserve it, then men would find a reason to boast. Men would find a reason to take pride. But it is by grace that God is good. So that you, mankind does not find any reason to boast. And that's amazing. That's amazing. Let's let's open the scripture. Let's let's get deep in. Let's let's dive right into this. I'm enjoying. Let's jump into this. Titus chapter number two, verse number eleven. For the grace of God that bringeth salvation hath appeared to all men. Mm. Verse number twelve, teaching us that mm, my God, my God, my God. I wish you were following this. Teaching us that. Denying ungodliness. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> Titus chapter. Let me let let's 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 go back a little bit because I feel like I feel like we might miss some things. Right, listen to this. It says, For the grace of God that bringeth salvation. This is what we talked about in Ephesians 2, verse 8, right? That we are saved by grace. Then Right here, it's saying that for the grace of God, that bringeth salvation. So salvation was brought forth by grace. Mm, it is by grace that we are saved. But it says that this, this grace, this very same grace that bringeth salvation to everyone, that grace that we are talking about, is the same grace that teaches us denying ungodliness. Hey, and the worldly lust. That we should live soberly, righteously, and godly in this present world. Oh, I love the Bible. I love the Bible, right? It's saying that the, the very same grace of God that brings salvation is the very same, same grace that, in, 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 you know, I love verse 12 because it says, teaching us denying ungodliness. And worldly lust that we should live soberly, righteously, and godly in this present world. I love that he clarifies that in this present world that we should live soberly, we should live righteously, we should live godly. Because somebody was gonna say, Oh, maybe it's 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 for the later life. No, in this present world, Whew. this is so good. So what I love about this is that the salvation, it first comes to men. Grace first reaches out to men and saves men from sin and saves men from drowning 
If it wasn't for grace, there would be no salvation. Because salvation itself is a gift of grace. Salvation itself was God reaching out to men, to touch men, to bring men to that place where he is. Because if it wasn't for grace, God was going to say, oh, you, you, you sinful. You, you don't deserve my goodness. But because of his grace, he reached out to a sinking, to a dying, to a corrupted, to you know, to, to, to a humanity that had turned its back against God and he reached out to serve humanity. But that it is by that same grace that teaches us to live soberly, to live righteously, to deny worldliness and worldly passions. Oh my God. So, God's grace saves from sin. And when you're saved from sin, it is by that same very grace that you should learn to live righteously soberly. That means that after you've been saved by grace, there is an expectation to live righteously and to live holy. Uh, a, a very good example, you know, as we conclude this this discussion, this this episode, is the woman who was caught in adultery. If you read in the Gospels, we hear, we hear, read that there was a woman who was caught in the act of adultery. Now, they wanted to stone her. And they, then they, they saw it as a good opportunity you know, to, to, to trap Jesus. And then they, they brought this woman before Jesus' feet and said, Okay, Jesus, according to the law, this woman should be stoned because she was caught in the act of adultery. What, what do you say of this? And then Jesus wrote down, the Bible says he, he, he wrote down, as writing down on, on the ground. Then afterwards, he, he then said, let he who had no sin cast the first stone. And then the Bible says that they all went away, uh, the, the older ones first, they went away. So nobody was able to cast the stone on her. And the Bible says, Jesus went to this woman and said, where are thou those that condemn you? Listen, there is no longer anyone to condemn you, but go and sin no more. Mm. That is the nature of grace. The nature of grace is to save you. The nature of grace is to give you that which you don't deserve so that you might go and sin no more. Because listen, my friend, sin destroys you. Sin is a roadway to death because the Bible says the wages of sin are death. Sin is a passport to the devil in your life. Is is the license. It's, it's like you signing on a paper that you have agreed that Satan should come into your life. That's sin for you because sin, when you allow sin, you have allowed corruption, you have allowed all these all sins, friends. Then sin comes with their cousins and their mothers-in-law which are corruption and death and all these other things. So sin, you, you don't want sin in your life. You don't want to be keeping sin into your life. So what does grace do? Grace empowers you to live sin by saving you and drawing you to that, to that place of God, to that place of being called God's child, God's friend. And that's grace that draws you from there. But when you are from there, it's by no means that you should continue in sin. But rather, you should sin no more. Because sin destroys you. 
you don't, don't play around with sin. Don't play around with the same very thing that Jesus died to save you from. So, when you're saved by grace, that grace, the same God who gives you grace is the same God who wants to see you living righteously. So, grace is an empowerment to live sin. Hallelujah. So, th this marks the end of our podcast you know, I'm sorry, time flies when you're having fun. But before we go, I just want to say a prayer for you. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray to the ear that's listening to me right now. I pray to every soul, every life that has been bound by sin, bound by condemnation, bound by sickness, bound by death, bound by suicidal thoughts, bound by depression right now, I pray. And as they're listening to the sound of my voice right now, I speak a release in the name of Jesus. I speak a touch and a manifestation of your grace that it touches them, that it, it, it embraces them and reminds them that they are loved. I speak a consciousness of your love, a consciousness of your grace, and I speak redemption from sin. I, I cancel addiction, every, every form of addiction, every sinful behavior. Right now, I cut ties. Right now, I even cut ties with toxic people in their lives, toxic relationships. I cut those ties in the name of Jesus, but I speak the empowerment. I speak the enablement from right now to live righteously, to live godly, and to deny worldly lusts and worldly passions in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Well, that marks the end of our episode. See you next time. Just remember to support this podcast from whichever platform you're listening to from. Just like, share, subscribe, comment, share, especially with a friend who desperately needs to hear this message. Yo, peace.